Well, I appreciate, again, just uh, the hearing the testimonies and, you know, um, coming here as a, as a family two years ago, um, you know, we were, we were established in a, in a church that, that, you know, my family and I, we grew up in. And it was a, it was a little daunting, to be honest, just the, the calling of God to, to move to another place and where we don't have a history, so to speak. And I remember coming, coming to the, you know, to all of the, the process of, of becoming your pastor. And I remember that night, it was a Wednesday night, the 2nd of June, and um, we were just in, we had a prayer meeting, and I sort of only told a handful of, of people in the church, the three men, and then of course my family, and then we were all, we'd just been praying, and you all were here. Uh, the, those members were, were in the church, they were having the vote, and, and I wasn't sure how the night was going, if there was questions, and you know, heated debates and so forth. I wasn't sure what was going on, but I just was in my office in Sydney praying and nervous. <laughs> and uh, ahead of time, Danny had said, I'm going to text you when, when it, you know, the, the results come in. And uh, Pastor Shemish as well, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll text you and then I'll call you the next day. But I remember sitting there and our whole lives pivoted that evening because we had belonged somewhere and now God was calling us to belong elsewhere. And I remember sitting there, the, the men were sort of just, you know, we were all pretty quiet, all just looking down, a little nervous. They were, they were nervous for different reasons. I was, different, I was nervous for those reasons. And then finally, the, my phone vibrated and pinged, and then uh, the, just the words were, you're my pastor now. And, um, and I just remember just that, you know, that sense of that pivot in our lives. As he was there, we just, I held her hand and we just teared up because I had belonged somewhere for a long time. And God was calling us to a new church family. And you know what, uh, I've been what I've learned is it really doesn't matter the, the history, it's about what God calls us to do. And you know, in the short space of time that we've been here, we've felt like we belonged. And we've loved to, you know, that, the, those stories touch our hearts as much as it touched my heart in the place I grew up in. And I think about what the Lord's doing here. You know, I always bargained a little bit with the Lord, and I said, if you ever call me somewhere else, it better be a special church. <laughs> and we have a special church family. I believe that. And, and you know, we've loved just the, the belonging here. And, and, you know, it comes with, with this great, immense sense of responsibility. You know, it, I don't take for granted that for 45 years, others have labored here. Others have protected this place with right doctrine. Others have come and prayed and, and, put, uh, and, and taken the time to pray protection and pray for blessing and pray for needs and burdens that came and went, and by God's hand, he, he sees us to this time. And, and I want to I say that there's a great responsibility that we have, actually. 
in this time to continue the legacy of God's work. And, and I want to speak to all of you, but I want to speak sp particularly to our young adults and younger. You know, the, we were just, just talking through the afternoon, watching as, as those who stayed set up and, and all of that. That was a wonderful thing. But sometimes when you belong somewhere and you've just, you've just been here for a while, you, you start to just be here and, and not, not realize actually what God has done in bringing you to a place and, and, and planting you in a, in a family and making you a part of the belonging that's here. And, you know, I thought about, I thought about this portion of Scripture. I'm going to read it for you this, more, this evening in Nehemiah chapter 2. And, you know, the, the story here of the rebuilding of the wall. And what we know is that uh, fairly immediately, as soon as the work began, there was opposition that came along. And there was a, there was a real testing of the people's resolve to, to, to do the work and complete the work. And what we find here in, in, in verse 12, um, he arises in the night and, and some of the few men with me, and, and he, he goes and he surveys the the, the place. He goes and sees the ruin of the place. They, they, they immediately understand that, that God was calling them to this work. And he says in verse 17, then said I unto them, you see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. And there was a drive in the hearts of the people then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build, so they strengthened their hands for this good work. And I think about those who were moved in those early years of the, this work, and those who understood the need for there to, to be a building of the work of God. And I, I imagine in my mind's eye, as I saw photos of those who over the years took their hand to the, to the, to the work, and... Uh, came around and when there was, there was those working bees and when there were those times to pray, they came and they, they, they invested their time and their labor and it was blood, sweat and tears. And I think about even the building of these, these, the, these buildings that we see now and, and uh, the, those who put in the effort brick by brick, but beyond that, the spiritual effort that it took to build the work of God. And I think about those who strengthened their hand for this good work. And then notice what immediately happened, but when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that you do? Will you rebel against the king? So the opposition comes, and, and no doubt, if we can, we can record that part of our history, there's, there's going to be those stories as well. We don't tend to, when we think about the, the history of a place, we don't tend to think about opposition. We don't think, tend to think about the trials and the challenges. We try to highlight all, all the memorable things that are good things. And, and yet, if we really dig down and, and really listen into the stories and really understand the work of God, the, the work of God never goes plainly, does it? It's never plain sailing. There's always going to be those that will come and try to, try to knock us off the the path that we're supposed to take for the Lord. And th these ones did come. These ones did come in, the, in that day. But notice the answer, and I want to focus on verse 20. Then answered I them and said unto them, 
The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. And he's really, he's really speaking here to those that tried to rob them of the joy and rob them of their efforts to do this. He's saying to them, ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. So what, by implication, what he's saying is, you don't have a right, those of you who are trying to, trying to, to, uh, to, uh, to, to kill away any momentum that we have, he's saying you have no right, but what he's implying is those who are in the work, those who, are, who were there to see the work completed, what he was implying was this, they had their portion. It was their portion. It was their right. It was their memorial. And I want to tell you that sometimes when we look around and we think about uh, the work of God and we think about the church family and all of that and the continuation of it, sometimes we, try to, we, we tend to look around and see if there was, it was someone else's work and someone else's responsibility. But I want to tell you that if God has put you in this place and He's, he's called you to this work and He's called you to this time, then I want to tell you that you have your portion, your right, and your memorial right here. That it's actually just as much as my responsibility, it's your responsibility as well. And that, that in this time, we have our portion, our right, and our memorial. And, and, and you know, you, we're going to look at, and you're going to get to take that book home that's uh, that, a bit of a summary of 45 years. But if the Lord tarries His coming... We ought to have a desire to contribute and to then see it prosper to, uh, in, in, its, in, in our mission as a, a gospel work. We ought, to, we ought to desire that we build on the foundations that have been given us. We ought, we ought to desire that in our time there wouldn't be a letdown of the work, that actually the work continues even more healthily. And that takes a little bit of an, an, a mindset that this is our portion, our right, and our memorial. And I'll tell you, firstly, it's our portion. You know, when, when the Israelites went into the promised land, it was called the promised land because it was promised them. No one else was meant to have that land. No one else was meant to, was given that. And, and what a portion is, it's your part. You know, you, you ever have your kids come along and, and you've ordered uh, the, I, I spoke about Krispy Kreme this morning. I'm going to talk about pizza tonight, all right? But... You know, you, you sort of, that's how I learned fractions, by the way, is just by eating a lot of pizza. But, you know, when you, you, you have your children and you know you only have a certain amount, you want to divide it in some way. And, and you know how competitive kids can get with their portion. You understand, they understand it's their part. That's theirs, it's no one else's. And what he was saying to the people of Israel is that while some others might find an interest in this place and might find an interest in, in even uh, destroying the work and might find an interest in, in trying to derail and detour our efforts, he's saying it's actually your portion. It's no one else's. And I want to tell you that as, as we look around and we see that the, this generation, the challenges that we have as Christian people, that actually we can't even wish for another time, that we can't even look to others to pick up the slack. Actually, this is our portion. And that actually, when you think about this work, this church family that God has called you to, and whether it's generations of 
time that you're now here or you've recently been added, listen, you have a portion. This is our portion. It, no one else has been called to this. We're called to this. And, and that's our portion. It's our part. I wonder if we would understand that, that whenever something is God-given, it ought to be treasured and it ought to be stewarded. You know, there's many things that are God-given that sort of we just let it be taken for granted. And yet so much that God gives us, and part of that in, in, in our Christian experience is he's, he's calling to a church family. And therefore, that's God-given. Therefore, it's a portion that we ought not to take for granted. It ought to be something that we understand that it's our part, it's our allotment. It's not given to anyone else, it's given to us. And so firstly, it's our portion, but then he says not only that, it's our right. And what a right is, it's an authority to perform on. It's an entitlement. It, you've been given the right to do something. And, and that's where it's not only a belonging, but it's actually an investment. You know, when you have a right to do something, no one else has that uh, authority to perform on it. You, you, you've been given first choice to do something with it. It's no one else's. And you, you know what? Listen. In the work of God, if you pass up, God will call someone else to that right. You know, we see that in the, in the life of, of Ruth, and, and some of you have been asking, are we going to go back to Ruth? Yes, Lord willing, we will. And some of you, you're just keen on the romance part. And I'll tell you, there will be that. But we'll get to it. But when you look at the story of Ruth and Boaz, Boaz actually, in recognizing the, the rule of the kinsmen, he understood someone else had nearer kinsmanship. And so he had to go and, and, and tell that person. But you know that person, when he understood the assignment, he passed it up. And you know what? Then Boaz then took the, the right to take that inheritance and marry Ruth. And, and what, what happens in the Christian experience at times is God gives us a portion. But with that portion, he gives us the right. He, he gives us the, the ability and the, the, the entitlement actually to do what we can with it. And, and as much as we can with it. And yet, so many Christians, they, because they don't understand their portion, they don't understand their right, and they pass up their right to do. And someone else has to take on the work. Someone else then is given the right. And I want to tell you that, that that's, a, that's a daunting thing when you think about the fact that when God looks at us, there's an expectation of a return on His investment. There's an expectation that we'll do something with what God has given us. And so don't just think that church and church family is a time to attend. Now I want to tell you that it ought to mean something to us to the point that we take that right and we run with it. It's no one else. It's not the world's. It's not the, the, the church just down the road. No, listen, if God has called us here and God has called you here, then not only you have a, a portion, you have a right. You, you have a... You have a authority to perform what, what, has been, uh, what has been given you. You're, you have an authority to invest. And God expects a, a return on His investment in our lives. But then the last thing He says is that you have a memorial. And what a memorial is, it's something that is erected to remember something. You remember when the Israelites crossed the Jordan? What did God say to them? He says, get 12 stones, put up a pillar, and, and I want you to when the, your children ask what this is, he was saying it's a memorial. It's for you to, to then tell them what God has done in your life. And, you know, the, the book that we have and the, the photo from today, 
All of that is just a memorial. But there's a principle of memorial in the Bible. And he's saying to these people here, it's your portion, it's your right, and here's what it is. If you act on those things, you will have a memorial. There will be a time when others look back and see the investment and see the legacy and see the heritage. But if that doesn't happen, if we don't take our portion and our right today, then there won't be a memorial one day. And what will be? What, what, will, it, what will witness for the Lord if, if we don't today? You know, I was talking to Levi, uh, you know, they, there was a bit of pressure at the back there. You, don't, you didn't even really see it, but they were trying to uh, co- complete the, uh, the videos. And, and I'm sure that that last one, there's going to be a part two, all right? But, um, but they were working diligently to get it ready for tonight. And I just walked in there this afternoon, and we were just talking about this. And, and you know, Levi said this, and it was really striking. He said, you know, this is a witness. He says, one day if, uh, when we get raptured up and during the tribulation time, there's no one else, and maybe someone will stumble onto these videos and hear about the Lord. That's a great attitude. And, you know, sometimes we think that we have a lot of time, but we only have this time. And we don't, we'll never have this time again. But, you know, if we do something with our portion and our right, then we can have a memorial. We can contribute to the story. We can further the witness. We can reach into another generation, and there'll be another church family, perhaps, that'll sit right here and have a meal like we're having tonight and just share what God has done through this place and this church family. But it's not going to happen if we don't take our portion, take our right, and do something with it for the glory of God. Because at the end of the day, it's all for His glory. You know, I'm glad for, for the stories that we can share, but I hope intertwine in all of that. And what we get is this is the Lord. It's His doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And I hope that we're encouraged. You know, we, we, we live in unusual times. We live in unique times. But more than ever, the world needs strong churches. And more than ever, the world needs churches who will just have a heart to love, to show concern, to uh, a place to belong. And right here in Albany Creek, right here, we have an opportunity in our time because it's our portion. It's our right. And Lord willing, by His grace, it's our memorial. Let's pray. Father, thank You, Lord, for the the opportunity we've had to just celebrate, enjoy a great meal together. But Lord, really, just to share our heart and and Your heart, Lord, for, for the work that needs to continue. And I'm thankful, Father, for heritage. I'm thankful for legacy. But Lord, I know this, that as, as we have more time by your grace, there is a future and there is a work and there is a need. And I pray, Father, that you would help each and every one of us, Lord, to, to really understand that this is our time, our, our, this is our portion, and we have the right. And Lord, by your grace, we can have a memorial. And I pray that you'd help each and every one of us tonight to just rejoice in all that you're doing, but then, Lord, take great responsibility and and have a great heart to be contributors to the work that you've called us to. And I pray that, Lord, you'd bless our church family. I'm thankful for each one. Thank you that you've given us, Lord, this family to belong to. And I'm thankful, dear Lord, that we, we get to, by your grace, continue to serve you. And so we love you, Lord. We thank you. We give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen.